So One Wing 2 is also going to be working off of its own motives more than anything else. Oh, good. Yeah. Mm. Right? And where One Wing 9 is going to be a bit more tapped into the collective to know what needs reforming. Ah, it's going to tap into great. like the collective issue to to know what the problem is. Sort of the stereotype of one, you know, the word reformer seems to be describing One Wing 2 far more than One Wing 9. One Wing 2 is like... I will go into the trenches of India and, you know, yeah. uh, breastfeed each person. You know, there you like, go. <laughs> the big hormone enneagram. I'm John Lukovich, uh, sexual self pres 45 wing, 458 trifecta. Hi, I'm David Gray, self pres sexual 9 with 1974 trifix. What up, it's Emika, I'm an 8 wing 7, sexual self pres with 854 fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy, I am a self pres social 3 wing 4 with a If you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review. We've typed over close to 150 people so far this year. We've only typed two type ones. So (laughs) there are not a whole lot of one examples. And there are a whole lot of people listening to this pod right now who are mistyping as ones because I believe... There's a lot of six bleeding into the descriptions. Um, mm-hmm. I just listened to that interview that Josh did with Alex, which was really mm-hmm. good because mm-hmm. she that just brought cool. she just brought the gut the gutness mm-hmm. of one into it, and it was really illuminating. Uh, so much of the inner critic, even the word inner critic, sounds like a six word instead of a one word. Mm-hmm. One thing's more like inner decider or something, or maybe like inner. Uh... It's like physical, like a body sense of, one of the things that was really striking that she said is like remembering how something was always supposed to be, which is like the gut sense of a timeless sense of knowing something that's been that way since the beginning of the universe. And so there's like a, a, a sense of remembering the way things are supposed to, to be, like a sacred sense of mm-hmm. alignment or something like that. And and it's you a very feel like alignment in your body. Yes, and yeah. so it's like an immediate sense of yeah, I know what is right here because of the internal the body sen- body sense of a alignment. Or she used the word tuning fork, which is and, a very body gut uh, word. Mm-hmm. And you notice it when it's unaligned because it's in your body. Yeah, when it, things are unaligned. Yeah, and she she said something also that that uh, the sense that I'm the only one who knows the way it's supposed to be. And so that responsibility that, well, if I'm the only one who knows and I'm the only one who can really do something about it, I was like, oh, that's, that's really interesting. You know, just looking at it from a rejection versus a frustration point of view. And as a contrast to six, that's a big contrast. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no, ju- there's no, like, something hanging over her head, judging her, like, the inner critic, like, oh, you didn't do this right. It's more like immediate sense of this is not aligning with the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, I think... I mean, I think what you're getting at is that people interpret ones as like hard on themselves, which they definitely are, but mm-hmm. it's not from this externalized voice kind of like beating themselves up or, yeah. you know, there's not like the inner critic can sound like, oh, if I do this, I'll mess up. And it, there's not this sense that I'm going to mess up. It's just, I mean, there might be some of that, but it's mostly um, 
it's just the burden of having to uh, do what needs to be done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I heard that mostly as the way that the superego shows up in the body is like physical agony. Yes. As like physical frustration, and that was the driving thing to do, yeah. you know, the things that need to be done. It wasn't necessarily for some like external voice or for fear of consequence or for fear of like God's wrath or something like that. It was just like, I feel in pain. I have to, mm. and, I, and it won't stop until it's done. Yeah, that's good. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That was, yeah, there was a lot of striking uh, impressions from that interview as a gut type. Just, you know, just... <laughs> Trying to imagine what frustration might feel like as a body type, that sense of, mm -hmm. I can't go five minutes without feeling disgust around something not being in certain alignment and feeling like I'm the only one who can do something to bring it into alignment. And that sense of uh, pain or agony <laughs> from feeling like nothing is the way it's supposed to be. And I was like, that's intense. That's very intense. Yeah, I know. That was so rough. And that put into perspective to me the different way that the different ways that the different body types do it. Because like eight will just like, you know, mow mow it over, right? Like assertive energy, just physically move forward. Mm -hmm. Um and nine, it was funny listening to that episode because like I've always kind of romanticized one. And after listening to that, I still romanticize one, but I know that I don't want to be one now because I can just like dissociate from whatever <laughs> bad thing is happening. You know, whatever thing that I'm like disgusted with, I can just like my coping mechanism is to just separate from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with competency, that's the piece where I've got to do something about this. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah, that gut action gets turned into like yeah fixing doing rigidity uh you know it's like because if i if i'm not in like putting my body energy toward improving or fixing or something then it's like that lack of resonance or that body frustration becomes like overpowering mm. when i think of you know some of these episodes that we do there certain images come to mind like whatever we're talking about evokes certain images and there was a image that had gone viral a couple maybe like a month ago that that i saw that i felt that came to mind as i was thinking about frustration it was like some um black covered figure that was covered in spikes <laughs> and that feeling of like everything is wrong and i'm covered in uh frustration just feels so prickly <laughs> and that if you don't yeah. like you have to be you have to do something about it because it's that that intensifies and it seems like of the three words, frustration, rejection, and attachment, that it seems like the one that actually fits the most, that you don't have to feel like you need to change that word, because I don't know a better word that describes what's going on other than mm. frustration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Almas, uh, H. Almas, in one of his books, describes how, you know, that the fundamental human suffering is frustration. Mm. And on a psychological level, because, you know, like, frustration is the infant not getting its needs met, and its nervous system is extremely uh, vulnerable and sensitive, and easily overwhelmed, and there's no sense of time and duration that can kind of contextualize frustration on, from in the infant's nervous system. And so, you know, like, underneath attachment and underneath rejection is frustration. It's just like, mm. frustration is sort of, uh, the head-on experience of being frustrated or, you know, maybe you're frustrated with, like, a secondary thing, but it's still, like, the affect frustration. And then um, with attachment, it's like, okay, uh, 
I'm I'm not getting my needs met, so that's frustration, but I'm going to adapt to say this is good enough. And then mm-hmm. likewise, rejection is mm-hmm. I'm not getting my needs met, but I'm going to cut off the frustrated part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that fits. You know, the, the, the reason that hell is depicted as like mm-hmm. burning is because like the, you know, frustration typically has like a, a like a sandpaper hot quality in the body. You mm-hmm. know, got this like <sighs> kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anguish. Yeah, anguish. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Alexander and I were talking about nine versus four stuff, and you pointed out that sadness is more like a uh, a nine thing because there's acceptance there. And mm. then, like the hot suffering is yeah. more four because it's uh, resistant. It's not. It's, it's frustrated. It's not. It's not okay with what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah the, the not okayness is the fundamental human position. That sort of image of an emo, sad, wispy mm-hmm. person, depressed person fits more with nine because there's some totally there's some mm-hmm. softness in there. Like, um, and right. the the four version is really internally aggressive and agitated more, it's more bitter yeah, yeah. and an allowance yeah. for the bitterness or something yeah it's not chill <laughs> yeah not the chill difference, <laughs> difference with four and one i think is that one kind of like sees has like that eternal memory of the other side yeah of that mm-hmm. frustration where it could be you know it's like if um and and there's a way in which like even though the one is frustrated there's a there's a way of contextualizing their own frustration so that it's somehow um, not just like this sucks depression, like hot depression, you know, mm-hmm. like raging, whatever. There's there's some way of framing it that it's got some, um, it's in service of something, you know. Like I think that part of the one deal is, even though, so what I was gonna say, part of the part of the one deal is that there's like a certain uh, perception of selflessness mm. but you know like they're because they're looking for like what is good and being a super ego type there's still this sense of doing something that's not about me alone mm. Mm. yeah yeah but you know we can get into like uh like one fixers and and ones that use their sense of uh physical resonance to like actually just justify bullshit and <laughs> yeah. you know, give give a <laughs> Give a a reason why their shitty behavior or whatever is like good or okay or for mm-hmm. the, you know whatever the benefit or fair or something like that. Yeah, it'd be like the image of a type one villain would be someone who's created Jeez. a narrative <laughs> that supposedly benefits everyone or uh, mm-hmm. a larger cause of some kind, but is really masking some selfish whatever or selfish sense of what should happen. Exactly. Yeah. It's your gatekeeping, uh, girl bossing, uh, gaslighters, and <laughs> toxic. <laughs> toxic. We're back to tell you that you're not the type you think you are. Uh, Always. And, and uh, we're evil for that. So uh, <laughs> we've been referencing. Uh, we have no inner critic about it. No inner critic. And too bad uh, we can't be canceled because these are all our platforms. Suck it. <laughs> In fact, our inner critic <laughs> is actually our inner uh, inner cheerleader supporter. <laughs> it's just getting worse, people. It's that just getting what, worse. Loves what we're doing and just gets stronger with every time we find threads on Reddit about how awful of human beings we are. We, we, just keep feeding. <laughs> we just keep feeding on your hate and getting stronger every it's year. It's an inner critic we have towards you all. <laughs> yeah, that you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> So, so just hate us, hate us some more so we can grow stronger. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, to to continue our so game. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Hey, hey listeners. <laughs> we we know you're here with us right now. Yeah, all all sixty percent of you are hate listeners. Um, uh we were talking about Josh Levi- Levine's Levine's. Fine. Uh, God, Josh Levine. Josh has been my friend for, for forever. <laughs> I can't I can't pronounce his Josh Levine's amazing podcast, What It's Like to Be You, uh, which is some of the best, I think, material for Taking a lot of the kind of concepts we talk about here, but exploring them through uh, the personal experience of people of those types that are accurately typed. And there's a lot of bullshit out there in terms of content meant to represent type A, B, C, whatever. And Josh has people who are the types they say they are. And, you know, David, Emika, and I are all on there. Um, And he's got that social Bermuda magic where he's asking real questions as a, a real human being who mm-hmm. is, is connecting to another human being <laughs> unlike us here <laughs> uh so those interviews are really illuminating from a point of view of someone who's having a real conversation yeah they're great um alexandra what are you doing yes, sir astrology Yes, I am continuing to take readings. It's been picking up a little bit. Um, I have next month. Next month is pretty full, actually. So, so book for October. Mm. Um, we are doing, yeah, astrology readings where we look at your Enneagram type and how, is it, how it relates to your chart. Um, there's a lot of direction. There's a lot of mirroring. There's a lot of untangling that everyone needs. You guys have heard my spiel, so... I'll leave it at that. Book with me on, um, if you guys have me on Instagram at I am Alexandra AA, it's my personal one, or Angry Enneagram 9. Um, I'm more responsive on my personal ones and should check that one more often. So that might be a good idea. And otherwise, if you guys have me on Facebook, reach out there. She's getting a website going soon. I am, yeah. So cool. Almost done. Is it going to be astralcq.com? It is not, no. <laughs> wow. No, we're still we're still in uh I'm still experimenting with different names, but I, I think I got close to something else. Disappointed. I know. I can't. I will I'm working up to that. Working up to my yeah. villain stage. <laughs> what do you mean villain stage? <laughs> Chart queen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. David. We're getting there. Trifix booklet. Doing? Yeah. I'm I'm just uh I just made this trifix booklet and that's the only thing i've done with my life so Uh, So buy it to if you want to validate the one thing that david has ever done you must buy it if you have any support for this man yeah Yeah. you have to purchase that i did i Uh, and we know a lot of y'all have a lot of support for him so buy it show it monetarily thank you and then uh dark arts and uh typing yeah, Dark Arts Academy. We uh it's about a year since we've started Dark Arts Academy. We were inspired yeah. by the uh OPS gang and their video pod series to explore typing. People have been asking us to bring them into bring us bring people along into what our typing process is. And so um it's been really cool just to um even illuminating for us, you know, the best way to sort of learn something deeper is to explain it to other people. So we get to hang out and explore these different type concepts as they're happening in real time. And what, what Dark Arts Academy is able to do is to get 
experiential practice in learning how to use the instruments and the languages of these concepts and to see them as they present themselves and to see like a type three-dimensionally come into place. So it's one thing to just to say, oh, I think somebody might be a six or a five, but to actually go and break that down and see, all right, if this is five, then I need, I need to see a rejection. I need to see head type. I need to see uh, a withdrawn quality. I need to see competency at the same time. And it has to all come together. So it's a great way to learn the Enneagram. And if you're not learning how to, to use the Enneagram experientially, you're not, you won't be able to really apply it. And so um, join Dark Arts Academy. It's $19 a month on Enneagrammer.com. You also get a discount to our typing services, which, by the way, if you are have still experiencing any confusion about your self-typing, the three of us, Joseph, David, and myself, are the best damn typers on the planet. So you can get us to get you some clarity on your typing. Um, we've got a Facebook group also that just provides a lot of free support to explore these distinctions, and you can even get free typings from members of our group. Is Our average group member is far, far more knowledgeable than the average Enneagram teacher. So... There you go, anygrammer.com for DAA and our typing services. And then uh, lastly, I have a book out, and uh, <laughs> it's called Instinctual Drives the Enneagram. And uh, I know it's only fucking August, uh, but if you're thinking of gifts for people, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out a way, uh, and in the most lazy, uh, <laughs> unassertive uh, way I can to get more people to, like, like know about the book like i yeah. think that mm-hmm. those who know about the book generally buy it and seem to like it a lot like check out the reviews if you're on the fence on amazon mm-hmm. uh, leave a review if you can please um but yeah how to get it out there so if anybody has any thoughts about that you can hit me up through my website um doing a study group where we're going through section by section and i thought it was going to be like a quick thing but it's Turn into like a long kind of inner work thing, and we're getting into the background engram and fourth way, Gurdjieff, all this stuff. It's been really good. Um, so you can sign up. It's I mean, it's like fifteen bucks a class, and it's you, know, you can all the classes are recorded. So you can watch the old ones. Uh, we're still just on chapter two, and it's been going since like June or something. So <laughs> it's just an experiment, and it's been going. I don't, you know, who knows how long I want to keep going on this, but. Um, uh yeah so i i don't know i want to see like what would what would get more of a of a, a group going but it's a good group a good like consistent crowd that comes and uh, the observations and people's insights and learning how to put into practice a lot of this information yeah um it's it's been a good place to to do lab- laboratory shit and and all that kind of stuff so, yeah it's, and, like i mean we just did a thing on like how do you know what your heart is was, mm. like, was our theme and that was really interesting I would imagine that some people are looking for a way to access the past classes because maybe it's like I'm not going to show up to each weekly sessions, but I'd want to see all that stuff in the library. So if they were just available and somebody could go back and watch them, that'd be something yeah. worth paying for. I mean, you can go to my website and there's a tab for the study group and then I have all the past meetings. Uh, I'm a little slow to update them, but like they need passwords. And if you just give, send me like, like, be like, hey, give me the password, uh, I'll give it to you and you can go watch them and you know send me send me 15 bucks for it or whatever for each class so you can look on the website see what we've gone through so far and uh it's good so anyway that's it dope all right wing queen people have been uh <laughs> begging and crying for more wings episode and we've been just telling them you're just gonna have to suffer <laughs> 
wait. <laughs> I like the idea of starting series and then just like people just like abandoning them and just not ever coming back. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm getting a lot of rejection kicks out of this. Like, yeah, how bad do you want yeah. it? How bad? How bad? <laughs> what are you willing to do? to do for these episodes? How bad are you gonna suffer for these? <laughs> what we need to do is have like a long break between five and six because the sixes and sevens are hands down going to be the most impatient. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait the most. Make them wait <laughs> months. <just> go insane. <laughs> <laughs> start off the episode, be like, oh, so today we're going to start getting into the type five wing. Ep- nope. We're doing <laughs> something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or when we get to the sixes, we could do a lot of, I'm not really sure about this. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll all an and their heads will all explode. Yeah. <laughs> all right, one. One wings. Um Yeah, one I, I mean we kind of talked about this already. One's going to be a little bit tough because mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I don't have much on the ground kind of experience with ones and have not been able to like observe ones in their natural habitat enough to really pull much out. So a lot of this is going to be theoretical for me. Yeah, it's almost like it's weird that we have more firsthand experience with four because we have four right. and five and a four and three in our lives. But um, I think we might have like maybe two type ones that are active members in the group. We've only typed two type ones total this year out of like almost 150 people. So it's like as far it's like people complain about, oh, you guys, you guys think you're so special because four is so rare. It's like there are a bunch of other types that we don't see very often. We don't see twos very often. We haven't typed a single yeah. two this year. We haven't typed yep. an eight yet, you know, and ones seem to be pretty rare as well. Yep. So, but hopefully we can scrape some insight from the meager experiences that we've had with some ones and <laughs> yeah, make this the, useful. <laughs> the things are so like unevenly distributed type wise. Yep. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's <laughs> so fucking interesting. Yeah. That, yeah. I don't know what to even make of that. I mean, that it just, says a lot about humanity. Yeah. <laughs> totally. We, me, Joseph, and David on DAA did a. We've been doing these little spurt videos, just talking about general enneagram <laughs> typing stuff. And one of the things we we were talking about is like, uh, there's a lot of excitement when you start getting to the enneagram, thinking about the different implications for what these types mean. And one of them is like, what's the distribution of some of these types, <laughs> and just how disappointing it is once you actually start to see, oh what I thought about humanity is actually being really reflected in the Enneagram in that like it's uh, a lot of the same and you know the interesting or the types quote unquote that you think are interesting aren't an interesting we're seeing that like 80 90 percent of the people that we type are sexual blind not to say that sexual is anything special because it's not um and over like 80 percent of the people we type are attachment types mostly sixes and nines and if you think about the people you know, in general, those personalities pretty much describe the people you deal with on a, on a regular basis. It makes sense to me, like on an le- evolution level, yeah. that uh, gonna, yeah, the two types, the six and nine, that adapt the most and absorb and so forth would be, and cooperate generally, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, are going to be the most common. It's an attachment world, and we're just dying in it. Yep. <laughs> it's a 69 world, and we're there just... Yeah. <laughs> you know, even threes are pretty rare. Like, sevens are, are way more way more common than they threes. Are. We've typed... I believe we've typed uh, about eight threes total this year. 
and we've got like maybe 14 sevens. So it's yeah. like, you, it's crazy. And then the rarity of heart, heart types. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Itself True. is interesting. Like, you know, that the heart is the reconciling force between the head and the body. And that like, you know, and then most, you know, the, of course, like the vast majority of people's fixes are three fixed, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. itself has a certain trouble with the heart. Right. Yeah. Um, that's pretty interesting. You know, like it's a cold like, world. Cold world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the, the most common trifix with the two fix is Stockholm. A lot of, you know, suffering <laughs> addicted human beings out there. <laughs> if they have a two fix, that's what that's what the trifix said most most likely to show up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, back to ones. Um yeah, I, I don't know, Alexander. Do you have anything? Because you you do your your you know frustration with attachment. I'm sure you've got a whole spiel. Ready She's to got go. a, a whole speech ready for us. Already, cool I'm ready. Guys. I'm waiting to be blown away. I'm just yeah. sitting back. Do the work for us. Damn, I thought I gave my disclaimer already. <laughs> um, I mean, not really. I don't. It, well, this is going to be a little tough, just because it's been really easy to observe um, eights and nines. So that's kind of where it's all coming from. But yeah, with not much experience with ones, a lot of this is going to be just like, you know, Enneagram math, basically. We can do that. Well, all right. My experience, I've had like, you know, Mary Cloud who introduced me to the Enneagram is a one wing nine. And, mm-hmm. you know, very, one of the things really interesting about uh, her and other, the few counters of one wing nines I've had in my life is, uh, that stereotype of being like really uh, put together and uh, yeah, precise and efficient and whatever is not doesn't not not quite as like we would go to Mary's house and uh, like we go to her room and it was just covered in clothes <laughs> and there was this kind of it had this sort of nine-ish um, quality where we always imagined that Mary would be the type to wake up and birds would help her get dressed in the morning, you know? Um, like, she's very, she's a very kind and gentle person, but underneath that, there is this simmering, like, no. Mm-hmm. And there's no adapting. There's, like, an out, there's, there is, a, like, an out, like, an outer sort of adapting in a, um, superficial is not the right word, but you know what I mean, like, periphery kind of outer way of just, like, okay, and then I can feel Mary, uh, her her one-ish, um, I guess, rigidity or, or position. Uh, it's not hidden, but it just, it's kind of like it goes into her own atmosphere and it's not as projected outward into the world. Yeah. You know, that nine gives it, um, it, can, it can keep the ideal in the ideal world a bit more instead yes. of turning so quickly into action with the two that has to like, I get a feeling and I need to connect it to the human experience. Like a one wing two has more of like this yes. applies to the human uh, heartfelt experience and my doing right in the world has to do with also touching your heart in some kind of mm. way. Yeah. Mm. Bringing good into the good heart and, and goodness and love is not being all that separate. Yeah. Yeah. One with a nine wing is more abstract distant kind of lofty um mm-hmm. to me and one with the two wing is much more applying the oneness towards 
what people's everyday lives could look like. Something mm. like that. Yeah. I feel like this contrast is similar to what we might have discussed when we were looking at eight wing nine versus eight wing seven. You know how eight wing nine yeah. eight wing nine is attached to that position of leverage and, and, and so there's more of a sensitivity to it and the seven wing pulls the eight experience of leverage more externally and like, like looking for I'm looking for these lever points more exploratorily and so there's less of attachment to one position and so it feels like uh, one wing twos are far more assertive from a hex app point of view like two has to mm-hmm. because two is penetrating two is a mm-hmm. rejection type that is looking for sort of like these heart center leverage points like ways of penetrating and and finding a ways to hook and um and so it feels like one one wing twos feel more obligated to manifest that uh vision ideal vision out in the world uh and so there's more of a assertive seemingly assertive and also interpersonal quality to one wing twos well you know it's interesting because there's there's there is an interpersonal but there's another level where it's also impersonal as a one wing two because Sure. Of rejection happening. Right. Like, I think then, like, one wing two sees themselves as the mission. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and like your um, friend Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Sorry. Your Jordan. Favorite. Oh, John's favorite. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you, do you think he, think yeah, we decided we were thinking he's a one with a two. We, yeah. I was I on one with a nine. Two. Yeah. But yeah, his his yeah. making himself cry. So, there know. you go. Ding ding ding. <laughs> Jordan Peterson. Ding ding ding. <laughs> yeah, I hate Jordan Peterson. <clears throat> yeah. But that's um, a good distinction. Like one wing twos being more the mission. Um, yeah. Oh, I just remembered the too. the <clears throat> sexual one that uh, my ex. Not really an ex. I just dated her for like a few months. I mean, I guess that's an ex. But uh, she was on this pod for the type one call. She is. A one wing two, I believe, and she's also social blind, and she's uh, got a fashion brand. She's a fashion designer. She's also like a, an activist for ethical mm-hmm. fashion design, and mm-hmm. I mean, this is a really big deal. Like she's really highly, heavily involved in that um, cause. The only DJ one in existence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I, I was yeah. wondering if that's yeah, if I made that up or not. No. Yeah, she's also a DJ. Uh, <laughs> so funny, no, but you know uh, the the critics, the criticism or the critical nature of one seems more more overt with one wing two because mm-hmm. of the two wing. Yeah, yeah. There's almost like uh, them delivering their one ishness is almost doing you a, a benefit or a favor. <laughs> yes, right, right. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. That's like mm-hmm. a good thing with Mary. Like I can feel I like I know Mary so well that like I can tell when she's she's lit, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's more not going to share it with you mm-hmm. unless you probe her about it in a way like or invite her to yeah yeah and she's and because she's a one wing nine there's attachment thing of of wanting the relationship or dynamic to still work in some way you know mm. it's it's not as much going to go roll up my sleeves and fix it uh in as overt a way so um, I'll, I'll go ahead go ahead well my mother was a one with a two wing, so oh, I've been, right, been holding right. back on you guys here. So, <laughs> like, Mr. Withholder uh, over here. Yeah. So, I mean, like, she was the person that all of her, all of her friends would come to her for counsel. I mean, oh, it was okay. like you you had a meeting cool. with my mom. 
you know what i mean um it's that kind of thing and also on the like reformer type thing she moved to washington dc in the 1950s and worked for a couple of senators and she was gonna you know change the world right mm. and she's even yeah, well, social blind um yeah, uh, and <clears throat> worked in worked for a couple of senators was a speech writer and newsletter writer and eventually got you know disillusioned because it was just all the washington bullshit mm, right yeah. <clears throat> and uh then she became a grant writer for different arts groups and things like that so there was always this mission kind of thing mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. so it, it seems that that sort of the stereotype of one you know the word reformer seems to be describing one wing two far more than one wing nine similar right similar mm. to how yeah, like i agree similar to how like people's impression of what eight is is pretty much describing eight wing nine but people don't really have much of a frame of reference for Mm. um one or eight wing seven um it's interesting that the stereotype of one tends to describe one wing two more even though it doesn't seem like there are as many one wing twos as we run into one wing nines like there's we see far more one wing nines than we see one wing twos but uh it seems like one wing two fits the stereotype a little bit more yeah i think one wing two fits the stereotype more just because I associate rejection with offerings. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Mm -hmm. Yes. But I see, mm -hmm. I see, um, okay, so for example, Bernie Sanders is one wing two, right? right. Would you yes. guys think one wing two? Yes, yeah. yes. Same with um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Mm -hmm. That Has sense. that reformer yep. thing, but also with an offering. Like this, like, I know how to fix things, and I also know what's best for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you it's know, got whereas more sunniness, too. You yes. know what I mean? There's that mm -hmm. with one with a nine. It's yeah. It's just further away. It's not as people oriented. Well, I'm also looking at the the database right now, and you guys typed for DAA. You typed Sue Johansson, that like sex educator. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Like, <laughs> she was insane. <laughs> she was so fun. Yeah. And um, Meryl Streep as a one wing two. Yeah, yeah. So they both uh, also have that kind of like rigid but upbeat quality. And go. I know that nine is. Um, Nine is a positive type two, but we've already talked about how nine is like the most diffused kind of like least positive positive type right, where two yeah. is like a hexad positive. So it's like type. coming at you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like the, we discussed like the two thing of, um, you know, in what ways a two is doing a rejection cutoffness in the sense that there's, there's no two way adaptation in terms of like what my sandbox of offering is, is what you need. And I, you just don't, you just haven't realized it yet. Uh, and the positive, positive, um, type aspect of pride is that I'm going to keep re seducing you interpersonally with this offering that I have. And if you look at the one wing, it seems like one wing twos are more rigid in the sense of my offering is what mm -hmm. the world needs. Mm -hmm. And, um, if there's more specificity there, perhaps because of that two wing, because twos in general, um, have their specific sandbox and there's more of like a sunny interpersonal way that they go about trying to show you that you need what they have. Yeah. It's more of a preacher almost mm, yeah. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, a two wing is also, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, baby. Um, oh, well, I was going to say a two wing is, all... Oh damn. Now I lost it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It'll come back. <laughs> Shush, just go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just lost it. <laughs> um, 
I was gonna talk about uh, you know on the list you'll have Noam Chomsky and I know Ch- Noam Chomsky's been like a example of one wing nine in a lot of circles. Yeah, I was actually wondering if y'all think he could be a nine wing one because he's got that extremely slow pay. You know, there's, there's Feel- I'm, he just seems like he could be a. He just, just his affect seems more nine than one to me. I'm thinking it could be like because of one of the fixes or something. He just feels a little bit too solid to me. Okay, yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Yeah, good point. That's a good distinction to make right there. Is that when we type one wing nines, they're easy to mistake for withdrawn types. Mm-hmm. Like they're so that's true. I, they can be so icy and removed. Um, even as a fix, uh, it it's a very uh, kind of like sharp. But um, even just like watching Alex's interview with Josh, mm-hmm. like maybe it's self pressed sexual, but like one wing nine is pretty withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one wing two is also going to be working off of its own motives more than anything else. Oh, good. Yeah. Mm. Right. And where one wing nine is going to be a bit more tapped into the collective to know what needs reforming. Ah, It's going to tap into like the collective issue to, to know what the problem is. Like everybody's sort of like collective consciousness is going to be a bit more tapped into. For some reason, the first thing that comes to mind, you guys have probably not seen this movie, but uh, Bruce Almighty where, um, Morgan Freeman plays God. Morgan, Morgan Freeman, I think, is a one. Is a, yeah, yes, a one. He's a he one. Is. Yeah. Is he one with a nine wing? Let me, yes, I think I sure. saw him actually. Yeah, he is. Okay. Yeah, we, that's what okay, we perfect. Oh, yeah, look at that. Martha Stewart. That's hysterical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's she at? One wing two? Um, one well, wing nine. Anne Rand, one wing about... nine. That's a good example, too. <clears throat> Who? What is... Anne Rand. Oh, better yeah. Better for worse. Activist, libertarian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Hillary Clinton is a three. Well, we should do a class on that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though she's, I would be fucking painful to do a whole class on that. <laughs> yeah, that, so that would be a good one. You guys one to... absolutely need to do a class on that, which is my way of just trying to make you all suffer. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we can do it because I think it would be one of those things where you would, uh, just to see like the gut typeness of her, it would have to be shown on video. Some of these things you just can't. You just have to see it in real time. Um, yeah, I'm looking well, at this. It says Anne Rand, Mahatma Gandhi, Morgan Freeman, Greta Thunberg. That's yeah, where, yeah Greta Thunberg. Thunberg. Yeah. Yoko Ono mm-hmm. uh, is another one where you guys do see that like pseudo, that like pseudo space cadet thing. They're just like, yeah, okay, yeah, right. I've been lost in space. I'm like kind of lost in the sauce, and now I'm back on Earth, ready to fix it and be pissed about it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like that philosopher of the universe thing. Uh, yeah. One of the minds are dipping into that. But, it, but yeah, since it's a hexad, it with... but since it's hexad, it is separate. And that's the distance mm-hmm. piece that I'm trying mm-hmm. to get yes. at with one with a nine. Yeah, I've what... called it autistic, but people get offended when I use that word. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean it literally, but it's, it's that, there's that quality that's quasi-five-ish, where it's like there's just this removed kind of feeling. There's a separation kind of thing. Dude, talking about one wing nine. One wing nine mm-hmm. because of the yeah yeah that kind of that abstract space that that type is in, and because it's not nine with a one uh, attachment, you know it is hexad, so it's got mm-hmm. this greater degree of uh, disconnect from humanity in a certain way. It's like ivory tower, you know, mm-hmm. philosophizing. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a good that's point. That's really Be- good. We just typed, uh, or a couple of weeks ago, we typed uh, Marina Abramovich. 
I think I could see why, uh, John, you might have seen five because I feel like one wing nine energetically, because of it's so withdrawn, sharp quality can feel, you know, to some people like a withdrawn type. Like, so energetically, she came off like, oh, maybe there's some withdrawn stuff going on here, but it's just one wing nine. One of the things about one wing nine, this is inspired by Mary, um, but like the need for rigidity and for for structure and the rigidity and the need for order and things like that from one wing nine comes from like a more mysterious uh internal place Mm. whereas uh nine one wing two it's a little bit more like i'm right and this is why (laughs) and preaching (laughs) and it's real world yeah it's not abstract yeah Yeah. and it's like implementable in a certain way that's you know like uh I I think the one wing nine can have a kind of um, I'm struggling with the word of like I want to say utopian but not quite but like mm-hmm. um, I was struck by um, Alex's interview on Josh's pod uh, where he asked her about moments of perfection mm-hmm. or something like that or do you find perfection in the world and she was like my cat's paw in the mm-hmm. sunlight or something like that amazing and <laughs> and Alexander just started weeping. <laughs> and uh and uh yeah and like that kind of a symbolic perfection there you uh go. you good. know one wing nine it's like a symbolic it's like a moment perfection it's not like a words are shitty but it's like mm-hmm. it's it's an idealistic uh out of out of the mess of the world kind of a a, a vision whereas i think one wing two is like I will go into the trenches of India and, you know, yeah. uh, breastfeed each person, you know? There you, <laughs> go. Yeah. Yeah. you know, the, the good uh, or really good distinction from what you're saying Jesus. is I'm just realizing that one wing nine is double gut and one wing two yeah. is pulling right. from, from the heart center. So there's more of a need to materialize or show um, what that ideal is in, in the outer world with the two wing. And it feels like, one way nine can experience that perf- moments of perfection or the ideal um on their own or just by being and mm-hmm. so it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. yeah doesn't have to be materialized i mean because two it's gotta like materialize your heart o- right offering it has to be shown and it has to be mirrored in the in the heart and, and part of part of one wing uh part of the you know the the two in general is like doing my image yeah, you know, like we associate that with three, mm-hmm. but three True. is both doing my image and also imagining my image to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but two is like I have to do my image. I have to act That's on right. my feeling. I have to act on who my like my experience, my own identity. I have to. And so, yeah, with one wing two, there is an image component mm-hmm. that's just not as present with one wing nine. There's like a part of I have to be or enact my. I like I have to represent my ideal self in my image, in my <laughs> way of being in the world, and the way of, yep. of of moving. I just remembered something because uh, my my experience with that certain one wing two. Uh, at the time, we were doing a lot of this. Was actually what gave birth to the whole collage exercise. Was mm. she was right. uh, you know her collage? She didn't want to put a collage together, so I I helped her put her collage together, and I sent it off to David Blind, asked him what he saw, and. And he basically read her mail. Um, he didn't even know. I, I don't think he even knew who it was, but he was basically yeah. reading off type one and social blind. 
And so we just started exploring that and that, that became what the collagic, that, that's what started the whole collage exercise. Um, but eventually she saw some of my collages and she was very, <laughs> very disturbed in the sense that, you know, what kind of a person are you? Uh, are you into, you know, these de demonic or groups or are you Octo a goth, goth, goth person, you know, just trying to like, where does this fit? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I just like these images. Like, who cares? But she was, the implications of what those images meant about me as a human being, she didn't want to see it. So uh, I thought hmm. that was interesting. <laughs> that gets to that point we made on one of the pods about if you are into somebody's collages, you might be oh, really yeah. into them. And if you're not, then you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, who's going to be into my collages? Yeah, nobody. So. No. Nobody at all. <laughs> <laughs> So sorry about your luck. You're cursed. Forget <laughs> it. Yeah, that's it. Hang it up. <laughs> oh, man. Um, this is maybe a different way of saying what's already been said, but another way to distinguish um, the nine wing and the two wing is a one wing nine is going to be, yeah, more utopian, more global, more universal, a lot more like the, the wideness, I think, is a lot more go. wide. Mm. Mm. for one wing nine whereas and there's like a withdrawn you know there's like double positive but there's also like withdrawn versus compliant because i see compliant as like having to contend with other mm. at like like mandatorily having to contend with like other so i see it as like the offering for one wing nine is more global and university mm -hmm. universal <laughs> university and the offering for one wing two is a lot more personal Kind of like, John, what you said, that One Wing 2 is going to go to India and breastfeed right. everyone themselves. Yeah, I think, I think on that, it's a much more specific agenda. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, like, totally. I mean, uh, I, I know my, like, I keep mentioning my one friend, um, <laughs> but, you know, like, Mary Cloud. She, she's an opera singer and a uh, communist organizer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And it's like this, this transnational changing the world kind of a deal but and and i'm you know you can obviously be communist and be one wing too but it's like i think that the one wing two will take more of a specific project on you know it'll be like again it's like some kind of concrete realization of my image and my idealism like you know that 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 we what we start with that physical resonance um combined with the heart combined with the image and having to have a like singular specific double hex head project yeah one thing i w wanted to mention about like all the rejection types that we're going to talk about this soon is just like sort of seeing my personality as aligned or contacting other people through these lever points and so there's a very specific specificity to identifying what a lever point is in any sort of process it's like this thing has the capacity to change the dynamic there's like a before and after to it. And so um, any of the rejection types might latch onto what they might deem as a lever point. And so like a one wing two might say that like uh, Bernie Sanders, what's his like flagship issue? Universal healthcare. So it's like, that is such a, that's going to change everything, you know, sort of a lever point um, that um, right. it seems right. like, you know, two or one wing twos, the two adds that, rejection specificity or leverage point mm -hmm. orientation um like right. my ex who is saying like we need to reform um fashion 
materials and and the ethic ethical fashion and mm. you know that that has the capacity to change the industry or if you apply something like that that completely changes the way that you uh make clothing and so it seems like you know all the rejection types are recognizing looking at anything that they're doing and only recognizing what has that capacity that what has that capacity to um penetrate a process and uh have a disproportionate effect which is what you know another way of saying like finding a leverage point in the process mm -hmm. yeah my understanding of why bernie is uh all on healthcare specifically like a lot of issues but specifically healthcare is because not only is it just like i mean insane that we don't have universal health care uh just in general given being a developed nation all that kind of stuff but also it's like uh the way health insurance currently works is one of the prime ways that work or that bosses have power over workers oh, mm. yeah. and you know uh so that if you're able to take that power away from workers away from uh, employers and owners capitalists into workers hands like that changes the dynamic and that is also a platform to build other kinds of means of like restoring like different faith in uh that not everything has to be privatized and you know could be back in in democratic control people of, of workers and stuff like that so it's like yeah that's really interesting because that that one obsessive point has all these other implications i mean not that one wing nine couldn't think in those terms but that you know healthcare Healthcare, 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 healthcare. <laughs> right. Yeah. More of a one note, in other words. Right. Rejection. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, Jordan Peterson is about, I don't know, the, uh, the divine chaotic feminine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just blowtorch kind of oneness, and they have, like, a, a flagship issue that if we fix this, this is going to turn everything around or it's going to make a, a monumental shift. And I see that as a rejection perspective. Mm -hmm. that, clean your uh, fucking room. <laughs> yeah, clean your room. Clean the room. <laughs> Wash your dick. Rule, rule, rules for life. Ugh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Scrub it raw. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's funny that we have like we have like far less experiences with one and twos are pretty rare, but we all have some pretty overt experiences with twos. That's true. Yeah, right, right. They've yeah, I was thinking there. about that too. That we have. I personally have more hmm. experience with fives than I do with one. Yeah, the rejection types For are sure. the ones that leave their mark on you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you don't okay, forget them. <laughs> you don't forget them easily. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're the most special. <laughs> no, I think that's a good point. I think I know more fours and fives than I know ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's right for me too. Yeah. Should we oh, go so into like the, new, the one... new king of the rare type? Could be the one. It could be. Uh, yeah. Actually, what were you going to say, Alexander? Oh, um. I don't know. Do if you could, remember like... what you were going to say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nine on nine violence. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just floated. I know, David. That was rude. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm going to continue to be rude. <laughs> um, I was going to say if it was, if it would be worth it to go into like nine, not nine, uh, one gone wrong. Like 
evil yeah. one or just like mm. blind one because one being a body type means that dissociation like is a thing that it does mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and like we've had we've had experiences with certain ones where they clearly don't know what they're talking about but they just blindly go into like a super ego like morality finger pointing thing yep. that is just like body dissociation through frustration Mm-hmm. You know, so it's this thing of like, okay, that stance doesn't actually have much integrity, but you're that's just like all you have to use. Is that making any sense? I feel like no, it makes that very well. No, it makes a lot of sense because it underlines this idea that ones don't know what they're doing. Like it, it's not it, even though it's a body competency type. It sometimes people assign so much. Oh, ones are these wise or something. Yeah, like yeah, they all they knowing. yeah. It's not really showing how ones can be blindly attached to or just stand on some super ego moralistic push that has no grounding on anything that's actually happening we've run into that with some right or just blindly led yeah we've seen it with one fixers too like i think something to talk about either in this episode or another one is how one kind of has the reputation for being like the person you go to for advice and the person that cannot do wrong and the person that will always mm-hmm. lead with integrity. And we've seen <laughs> so many times, Amber Heard. not just with one cores, but especially with one fixers, uh, that, that it like, it means nothing necessarily. Another way to, uh, angle on this is might've said it before, just that all the gut types, even nines are having some underlying sense in their body of certainty mm-hmm. or knowing yeah, that's, and yeah. so that's part of what we're speaking to is that ones are you're experiencing certainty in the body and so then you just blowtorch whatever your mission is out at people you know mm-hmm. yeah and and you're not questioning it because it's flush <laughs> through your body that you're right right yeah yeah so uh speaking of our boy jordan peterson um, yes. <laughs> you know, like he was getting real popular real fast. And I just like something about him just like was off to me like immediately. And, um, you know, he's talking about like c- cultural Marxism, which is just like a, <laughs> is a reappropriation of Nazi cultural Bolshevikism, which is like the idea that the Jews were undermining German uh, society um, through some kind of weird, skewed understanding of marxism and blah 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 anyway uh so like jordan peterson like his archetypal stuff is is pretty interesting but Mm -hmm. then his like political stuff is like fucking batty and Mm -hmm. he uh he always talks about cultural marxists and postmodernism postmodernists and all this shit Mm -hmm. and it's all like really empty and shallow shit and then he got into a debate with slavo zizek who's a five destroyed and yeah, it was hilarious because it was watching this gut certainty that has no head center involved. Like, mm-hmm. right. even though Jordan Peterson is like, in my opinion, like a very smart person, like he's very smart. I think he's got all the dumb fucking ideas, but he's right. like very intelligent. Sure. And to watch how Zizek just being pure head center where he was like, so where are these cultural Marxists? You know, just and, and, <laughs> and, and asking actually in a very genuine way. Like, mm-hmm. not even antagonistic. And Jordan Peterson couldn't name shit. And it was just like, you, like even Zizek seemed to feel bad for him in the debate. Like, it kind of just kind of made it light and deflected or whatever. I mean, it was really weird, but it was watching this guy who's made this career out of this, like, condemnation of all these different people that he can, didn't have any basis for. You know, it was like, 
as soon as it got to the head center, it all dissipated. That's a good thing to talk about, too, is that, like, body type without a developed head center is still just, like, dumb body type. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just dumb, lumpy creatures. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not to discount the intelligence of the gut center. No, but totally, it's not, yeah. But the articulation doesn't come from the gut. Yeah, yeah no. it's just not a different... It's a completely different type of intelligence from what it means to yeah. reason in the head center mm-hmm. and to right. actually... Because, you know, with these typings, it's like... Um, you know, like, let's say like this 10,000 hour rule where you, where you get into something and you learn it and you're oh, right. learning it on so many different senses and so many different centers that having to explain something that, you know, quote unquote, no is difficult. So with typings is like, I've maybe watched so many videos of sixes that are things about sixes that I've picked up that are really hard to explain that are become like body impressions. And so a lot of the work that we do with DAA is like finding the right words and the right reasoning to explain something that's a, a that's a gut impression so it's not to discount the intelligence but it can feel mm-hmm. dumb in the sense that it's wordless it's not something that that's um, true yeah another thing about that though is like you know i see all too often is a non-body type is the one non-body type here how it's like <laughs> their their body machine gets some kind of conviction or like hiccup or like something in the processing and it's like uh they're like, no, it's still right. <laughs> and so yeah, the, absolutely. thinking and perceiving yeah, just absolutely. goes around that like lump. Like, like it's, <laughs> it's like, it's like having like a bed and like sheets, but then there's like a rock in between some of the, like the blankets somewhere. Oh yeah. And it's like the body, the, 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 the you know, the body type will still be like, no, nah, there's nothing there. You know, I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what's happening in this nine, four thing. The nines that start arguing oh, yeah. about being a four. It's that sense of certainty in your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting how I'll notice like <clears throat> body types deal with uncertainty by going to certainty where I'll see like a gap open up uh, where the head center ought to go in. And it's like, uh, you know, to turn something around to investigate, to, you know, mm-hmm. what, all, all that shit. And it's like, nah, this is it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, the other thing to look at, at least from my point of view, is uh, having to learn to have flexible certainty. and. And so, because it's sort of like the, the guts thing is, okay, I feel something and everything I feel feels certain, but to know that that certainty is probably incorrect or incomplete. And so that certainty has to be movable. So, you know, when we, you know, I'm sure David can, can attest to this is like getting better at typing is learning to adjust your position, even though it feels certain and realizing how often you get it wrong. And so you have to kind of flow with, all right, I feel this and it feels certain, but I have to be ready to drop it for something that feels more certain. Yeah, that was truly like a self-development thing probably that we both experienced Mm -hmm. with working with Joseph and doing this as a team is just because most everybody uh, is going to start with, you know, well, just wanting to be right. I mean, it's a basic human thing, but then gut types are terrible about all of that whole thing so yeah just just hold being able to finding it it's kind of i think of it as finding it in my body uh the capacity to have some uh i don't know what is it flexibility there and realize you've got to question things and not clasp onto things too tightly and the the style of learning is you learning by realizing that you get it you get certain but then you learn that your certainty was wrong 
And eventually, if you iterate that like <laughs> thousands of times, yeah. Yeah. you start to develop a more nuanced sense of what that certainty is so that if you stay in a certain space or endeavor or whatever long enough, that gut intelligence does improve dramatically. True. So, mm. You know, so it's, it's something that gut types lead with certainty, but without the experience and without the reps, it's really likely wrong. But if you get enough experience in a certain space, it can be really fast intuition mm. that comes about. Um, All of that just to say that we're still the best, just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's you know it's it's it's, it's 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 about like knowing how to use the centers the right way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it's like like how what what does the head do? What does the body do? What does the heart do? And because I mean the the issue is that any center just like overdoes itself yeah. way too fucking much, and so it's right. like you know what what we I mean ones are often right that's about true. something. You know, they're often right that something's either wrong, or unfair, or fucked up, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, or there's a sliver of, like, they might justify some terrible shit, but there's a sliver in there that, like, could, you know, that they've just expanded upon excessively. You know, yes. it's like, they've blown it up. And so that's the problem, uh, you know, that one represents of that body-centered certainty because it's like it's not just oh well you get even more right about being certain you know it's like doubling down on the body gets it right the body gets mm -hmm. it right yeah, yeah. Like the body has his role to play but one really kind of exemplifies that issue you know that oh if i just if i keep getting it right then i'll keep getting it more right you know mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. and and, it, and it's, it's like some kind of lump or or roll in the machine gets gets lodged in there and sometimes it can be a matter of like honing in more specifically on the cues, but then other times, in the case of one specifically, it's like taking in a whole different center to approach a problem instead of mm -hmm. bodying, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think we, we hit this pretty well. Yeah. With these mm -hmm. pain piggies, a little bit of food until we drop, yeah. uh, <laughs> we make them suffer for a little bit longer until the next one. Yeah, yep. I think we found it, too. I was worried going into this. I was like, well, I don't know what we're going to say here, but I think we got it. Uh, we're amazing. Everything we do is amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know everything. And back to Sagittarius. Okay. I'm, certain, I'm certain of it. <laughs> yeah, John just like subtly roasting all the gut types on this podcast <laughs> episode. Oh, I'm coming out with it, baby. It doesn't work. We're, we're still kings. We're immune. Yeah, we still we, know. <laughs> we know we're right. Gut is king. <laughs> Watch the throne. It's <laughs> immovable mountains you're talking about. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to get made fun of so hard once we get off this call. Yes. <laughs> you're going to get squeezed. So we go into the heart center next? Next time we do this? Yeah. Sure. Two town. Two town. Yeah. We've got a lot of experiences. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot to say about two town. All right. All right, guys. There you go. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye.